Welcome to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you're on this disciple's journey with me. This week, we've been reading through the book of John, at least the first half, John 1 through 11. And as we've studied this week on the deity of Christ, Christ being the Son of God, it has led us to how do we worship God uh, based on this text. And I, I, I... each week for our worship episode, have my partner in crime, Brother Terrell Boger, with me. And Terrell, good to see you today. It's good to be seen, Brother Matt. Man, what about John? I love John. I love this book. Uh, man, it's it's hard hitting. I've been reading through it this week, and it's just in your face. Mm-hmm. The, every time I read it, more and more, I'm just amazed. Yes, you know, at 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 how clear it is that mm-hmm. Jesus is the Son of God, right. that He is God in flesh, and I just love how John, you know, begins. In the beginning was the Word, oh, and the Word was that. with God, and the Word was God. Um, That's right. So as as a worship leader, I just want to jump right into it, man. Um, part of your job is to lead people to worship the one true living God. Yes. Um, and, and so how does, um, I, I, honestly, just thinking through it, how do the songs that we sing differ from what a Muslim might sing or what a, what a, uh, a Jew or... I'd say even Jehovah Witness or Mormon. Like, what makes the songs that we sing so different? One, it's it's based on truth. It's based on the true word of God. Um, one of my favorite verses in the book of John is 424. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm. Because when you worship God the wrong way or... When you worship with false theology or false mm. um, ideas, you're missing the point. You're missing the mark. It, it's it's falling on deaf ears. Um, I'm reminded when Paul says, the idols, they have eyes but can't see, ears but can't hear. So when you're worshiping an idol, when you're worshiping with false doctrine, you're worshiping an idol that can't see or hear you. So it doesn't really That's matter. Right. That's right. But we worship a God that, um, as we've seen um, all throughout this book, a God that is there, a God that has walked among us, and he is there with us. Wow. Wow. Amen. I um, you know, in thinking about God becoming flesh, um, being tempted in every way yet mm-hmm. yet not failing, um, getting in the mess and the muck, the 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 mire. Um, today our reading uh, in John eleven talks about Jesus interacting with Mary and Martha mm-hmm. at at the <laughs> death of Lazarus and of course, the shortest verse in the Bible. Yes. Most people know it. Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. How do the songs that uh, that we sing help us in the midst of our our, our own pain? How, how do uh, you know? How, how do you go about even thinking about songs that help us lament and weep, knowing that Christ wept for us? Um, some of the things I think of is, is taking us to the cross. Songs like the old rugged cross, or were you there, mm. or. Um, I think I mentioned it last week, O Sacred Head Now Wounded, that Christ loved us so much that I think sometimes we forget the severity of what the cross is all about. Mm -hmm. I think we kind of, we just, you know, we wear the crosses around our neck and it just becomes a symbol, but we don't stop and think that that was an implement of torture back in the day that, you know, it was gruesome. Um, I remember a pastor I grew up with said it's kind of like, wearing an electric chair around your neck now it was a symbol of torture and i think we forget the um you know in old old rugged cross talks about something that the world despised we see it as our 
path to freedom. And I think sometimes we take that lightly. Mm -hmm. I agree. So uh, ultimately, as we're talking about truth and even how we're comforted in knowing the truth, um, the book of John can be described as, uh, of all the Gospels, as as really an apologetic, Mm -hmm. a defense of Jesus Christ and who he is. when when you think about leading people to worship, yeah. you know you, you talked about truth and and how we have what's different than any other religion. Um, what songs would you point somebody to that that we regularly sing or that you want to teach us or or that even remind us maybe old songs uh, that um, that help us defend our faith? What would be some of those songs? Uh, one, I mean, we're going to sing it here in a minute. Jesus Messiah. Mm. Verse number one has two verses. He became sin who knew no sin that he might become, so that we might become his righteousness. That's 2 Corinthians right there. And he humbled himself. That's mm-hmm. in Philippians 2. That's right. And I I got into this debate with somebody in discussion. Not every lyric has to be quoting a Bible verse, but every idea that we sing needs to be, I can point back to the Bible and go, I know that what I'm singing is true because... This book says it. Absolutely. God says it here. God says it there. Um, we say it a lot. Um, you say a lot with your preaching, with my singing, with the songs we sing. Be a Berean. Mm-hmm. If we sing a song and you're like, I don't understand that line, come at, come, you know, come ask me, hey, what does this line mean? I don't understand. Yeah. And it may be that we look at it together and I realize, hey, I don't think we need to sing this song anymore because mm-hmm. everything else is true. But this one little snippet, I don't know if that's true. I can't back yeah. that up with the word of God. So you know, be a Berean with the songs you sing. Um, there's a lot of other songs. Um, one that we sing, used to sing at boot camp a lot, This We Know and This I Believe. May they come straight from creeds and it gives us a reason why to believe. And, um, but yes, it is important to know how to say, I'm singing this because, Hmm. and if it doesn't come straight from the Bible, we don't need to sing it. That's right. That's right. Well, and I wish that more music ministers, worship leaders, yeah. led from the Word of God, yeah. not from the world. Uh, right. So I do appreciate you so much in that. So <laughs> mentioning Jesus Messiah, how about lead us through yes. that song, brother? Well, like I say every week, if you know it, most of us know this, so uh, sing along. Jesus Messiah 
Thank you for that song, brother. Yes. I, I appreciate it. Love that song. Yes. Well, as we close out our episode today, it's this, hey, check this out moment. Uh, yeah. What's your resource for this week, brother? This is a book that you gave me a couple of years ago. And since Monday was National Comic Book Day, and I've become, over the last couple of years, a huge comic book fan, and I know you are. But uh, you gave me this book. It's called Superheroes Can't Save You. And it just takes um, a different superhero and compares it to a heresy from church history, like Superman can't save you, um, and it's the dangers of docetism, and that Jesus wasn't yeah. God in disguise. So it kind of goes through a bunch of different ones, and talking about apologetics, this is a good book to kind of show you God is who he says he is, and superheroes are just that. They're just fiction. They're uh, 
fun to read, but they're not God. That's exactly right. Man, I yeah. love that book. Uh, real short book, but yes. heavy, weighty yes, in, yes. Uh, in academics. And so, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're struggling with that or, or if you just love um, comic book superheroes and and you love Jesus. I mean, that's <laughs> yes. a that's a good combination there to kind of look through and and look at historical heresies that we see. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm going to be a little bit self serving with my okay. uh, with my <laughs> um, uh, resource this week. Uh, as many of you know, I have over the past few months been putting together a teaching series and curriculum uh, and really trying to get it out there for uh, just really for the world different different teaching series through the Bible. And so my dad recorded uh, and uh, did did some video lectures. And I've got three up right now uh, through a company called Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. And uh, it's it's the Amateur Church. And so just as this is the Amateur Church podcast, uh, the teaching uh, curriculum comes from the amateur church. And I've got three up. The first one is on eschatology, the end times. And I would encourage you go check that out. Uh, and it's, uh, I think, 16 lectures on what I believe uh, my interpretation of the end of times. The second one that came out just a couple of weeks ago is uh, is on the care of membership, uh, on what a church should look like. And so we take covenant, accountability, responsibility, and evangelism. And then the one that just landed um, uh, this week, or it should be landing this week as we speak, uh, is on pastoring. And it's specifically tailored toward pastors, 10 sessions on that, uh, really based on the book of Titus. Uh, but I would encourage you to, uh, to, to download those, watch those. You can buy them individually. Uh, as a curriculum set, or you can do a monthly subscription uh, for a small fee each month. You have access to everything that is up there now and everything that will be up there. And so I, I encourage you to do, do so. Not not for my benefit, but I truly believe that uh, that God's Word is being declared, and you can even share that with a friend. Uh, so I uh, hope you know that I only want to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ Amen. and worship Him. Brother Terrell, any last words? Worship the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength. Amen. Amen. Well, remember, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. What an amazing thought that He came so that we might live with Him eternally. We love you. We're praying for you. Stakes in the ground.